the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, the leader of Act for America in Corona. And I'm happy. You're happy. Why is that? I am ecstatic because, not because James Comey was fired this week, not because... You know, we're developing a strategy to deal with national security threats of the uh, of the United States. I'm happy because communists can legally hold jobs in government positions now in the state of California. Well, actually, it's it's not they can't do it yet. It's got to pass the Senate, but the Assembly this week made it legal took the next step in making it legal for communists to hold down jobs in the government for the first time since the law was passed back in the 40s and 50s when we were fighting, you know, the communist threat. Not that we still aren't today with North Korea and China. Or the Democrat Party, for that matter. Or the Democrat, right. But uh, to only only slightly overstate the point. Greg, you you almost got to laugh at this in order to not cry because... Here we have in the state of California passed on Monday this week, largely overshadowed because of everything that's going on on the national stage, Assembly Bill 22. Now, this Assembly Bill will make it legal if passed by the Senate, uh, will make it legal for individuals who are members of the Communist Party to hold down government jobs. Now... I, would you say they already have been? <laughs> See, but, but, now, but now they can officially change their party registration, I guess. Exactly. It used to be a fireable offense for California government employees under a bill, uh, under a, a state a law that was passed during the Red Scare of the 40s and 50s uh, when fear that communists were trying to infiltrate and overthrow the U.S. government was rampant. So this bill that was advanced by Assemblyman Rob Bonta, San Francisco Bay Area Democrat. I I would have thought it would have come from no other area other than San Francisco, where communist literature is passed out freely on the streets up there during rallies and so forth. Bernie Sanders mainstream socialism. So why not communism now? Absolutely. Uh, and it's, it, I read back in the, there was a Breitbart article on this, and they quoted the entire law, but there was this one subsection of the law yes. which, which struck me as being uh, quite prophetic. And subsection E. Now, wait, we're, we're, you are getting ready to read from the law as it was. Back in the 1950s. Created back in the 50s, which is still in the books today, unless the Senate passes AB 22. And then get until the until the Senate passes AB twenty two, right? Which we 
can probably guess is a foregone conclusion. I mean, I hope that there's some sanity in the Senate. But so you're reading from the exact law on the California Written back books. in the 1950s. Right. Okay. One of the objectives of the world communism movement is to place its members in state and local government positions and in state-supported educational institutions. If this objective is successful, propaganda can be disseminated by the members of these organizations among pupils and students by those members who would have the opportunity to teach them and to whom, as teachers, they would look for guidance, authority, and leadership. The members of such groups would use... Time out. Before you continue, remember where you are. So let's review. The folks that were around in the 50s, the lawmakers that were around in the 50s, had the wisdom to understand how individuals would infiltrate the communism ideology into uh, society, essentially using the educational system in order to take that ideology uh, into the minds and, and insert it into the minds of children. Is that about right? That's right. That's what they, that's what they thought could happen. And, and do we know anywhere in California or in our educational system now where that's happening? Um, everywhere. Right. I mean, look at the way kids are coming out of college right now. It's fair to say there are... Marxists and communists and socialists and anarchists holding down positions in liberal arts co- uh, departments all across the country, right? Right, and these professors are making six-figure salaries denouncing communism and the American way of life. So wait a minute. What I, where I'm going to with this counselor is if this was a law that was already on the books, which I didn't even know, right? I didn't even know it until this uh, g- character, Rob Bonta, uh, out of San Francisco, wrote and passed AB 22. So if it was already a law, how come we haven't been using that law to rid ourselves of these card-carrying communists that are in these positions in the educational institutions of California up till now? Good question. As we know, the law is only enforced when uh, it serves the interests of the Democrat Party. I mean, if I had honestly, if I had known this law was in place, I would I, over the past couple of years. Can you imagine the sting operations we could have been doing to to flush out individuals that confessed to being members of the Communist Party that were holding down government jobs, which does include doesn't a government job include teacher? It does. Professor. It does. Uh, janitor. Okay, it certainly can that as well. Now, I suspect that a lot of these people that they may be Marxist, socialist, communists, don't have an official party registration that says communist. Now, some of them may. That wouldn't surprise me. Now, our buddy Trevor Loudon would disagree with that because I think his research work does show that individuals that have ties to the Communist they have Party. Ties. They, have, you know, they have a tie to the Democratic Socialists of America or this or that group. And he, and he lays those out very well. But officially, this or that Congress member is not a member or this or they're not officially a, a card-carrying member of Communist Party USA. Right. All right. So, so that's, that's, a part, that's a part how they were able to get away with it before. Now they're just now they're, they're mainstream. So, mom and dad, I want you to know, folks out there that are listening to this, I want you to recognize the fact that 
uh, A, we all acknowledge that universities have a massively liberal bent to them. We all acknowledge that professors feel very comfortable in indoctrinating uh, the students, both at the primary and secondary levels, uh, into their ideologies and their worldviews, some of which may be uh, communist and anarchist-oriented. So what Greg is reading from is the law as it was uh, written by the folks that had the wisdom to recognize that communism, socialism, and these other forms of government are antithetical to a constitutional republic like ours and sought to make a law making it illegal for these individuals to hold jobs in the government sector. So continue reading the law as it is. The members of such groups would use their positions to advocate and teach their their doctrines and teach the prescribed Communist Party line group dogma or doctrine without regard to truth or free inquiry. This type of propaganda is sufficiently subtle to escape detection. Well, maybe it's not so subtle anymore. No, it's not so subtle anymore. And I believe that what we have here is a situation where um, we we acknowledge that the existence of the Communist Party in this in this country. At what point do we begin to apply uh, the liberal doctrine? of giving every diverse worldview an equal footing in the country. This is what liberals do. They create a victim class out of it. So the next thing I would imagine is we're going to create a victim class out of communists, those poor communists. They're so uh, marginalized. They're a marginalized community. We need to bring them out of the shadows and into the mainstream. And I'm just wondering, is this law a part of that? Well, I, I, oh, I think it is, and I think it, it's the what Prager calls leftism, and there's a spectrum from officially people call themselves liberal, socialist, Marxist, communist. It's a, it's a spectrum of belief, but it's still basically this, it's the same basic philosophy of the government, mm-hmm. it's a society based on the government controlling things and controlling the people and deciding who gets what. So it's, it's just a matter of degree, and. <clears throat> Uh, Vladimir Lenin said that give me four years to teach the children and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. He also said that give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. This is the madness that you get when you turn the two-thirds of our state legislature over to individuals that I believe, many of whom do believe that there is a value in socialism and communism. Otherwise, why get rid of this law? I mean, I, I what would be the rationale of saying that you want communists to be working in the government, including as teachers? Right. Open, card-carrying members of the Communist Party USA. Now, what's interesting, and we got to take a break here, but what's interesting about this law is that we have... A portion of the law that says it's illegal to be a member of a group or a party that seeks to violently overthrow the government, that is still being left in. So what that tells me is that, is that it's okay to peacefully and politically overthrow the government. Just don't do it violently. Absolutely. All right. Let's and, they, take- and they don't need to. 
Time for a word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. We appreciate Ed's support of our program and of our recent very successful Unite IE Conservative Conference. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program where we pay homage and respect and encourage our listeners to become part of the most important political office in the entire country, and that is private citizen, encouraging you to find again your source of political power. Right, and just, and just following up on what we were talking about in the previous segment, why are the schools as they are? Mm-hmm. Poor, of poor academic quality and indoctrinating into liberalism, leftism, socialism, Marxism, communism, what have you. It is because not enough voters, citizens, parents are fulfilling the obligations of their most important political office to take control of their schools their and their classrooms and the education of their children. Well, you kind of think, you would kind of think that the people that we send off to Sacramento would be good fiduciaries of the people's tax money. They would spend it the way it's supposed to be spent. Well, we know because of the gas tax that that's not the, the new gas tax, the largest single increase in taxes in the uh, history of the country, of uh, the state of California, probably the country too, that that's not so. We're seeing now with this passing of AB 22 out of the assembly headed over to the Senate uh, that we can't even be assured that the people who are elected into the office are as uh, conscientious about their oath of office. Because isn't the oath of office supposed to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic? It is, and then politicians take leaders take an oath, right, to that effect. So, it, can we can we agree that communism is a threat to the Constitution? Communism is incompatible with a republic and a free society. Well, thank God we got a few sane voices up in the assembly because it seems to only come from the right. Uh, you've got Assemblyman Travis Allen, who is quoted in this article as saying, "This bill is blatantly offensive to all." Californians. <laughs> I almost said all communists. <laughs> it's getting to the point to where Californian and communists are, are almost interchangeable. Well, you uh, know, it used to be until the 1990s on, for, for illegal immigrants. They asked, are you a member of the Communist Party? And that would be grounds for, for exclusion. 
should still be. I mean, and I don't see any reason to change that. Do you? Not at all, because you don't want to bring in people with beliefs that are incompatible with your country. Right. So this bill is blatantly offensive to all Californians, says Assemblyman Travis Allen. He's a Republican who represents the uh, area around Huntington Beach. Communism stands for everything the United States stands against. Well said. We even have uh, Assemblyman Randy Vopel, Southern California Republican, who fought in the Vietnam War, said communists in North Korea and China are still a threat. And of course, we fought the Vietnam War to fight against a communist regime, basically. And that's what the North Korean War was about. When you when you had the Chinese and the Russians that had, you know, that were advancing communism through the North Korean peninsula. Uh, speaking of communism, Senator De Leon came to Riverside and was met some, by some of our Inland Empire activists. He was. Let's hear a little bit about the reception that uh, the communist Kevin De Leon got from some Inland Empire folks. So what got people kind of animated is that Senator Pro Tem, President of the Senate, Kevin DeLeon, showed up at an event at University of California, Riverside. Do you have the name there? I don't have the official name. It's been unofficially called the Brown Power Summit. Right. So this is a group of Latino activist organizations, um, a number of whom are animated by this, what what we would call this uh, Reconquistador movement. Yeah, the Latino and Mexicano Summit. Not the Latino American Summit, not the Mexican American Summit, not it's the Latino and Mexicano Summit. Right. So here we've got Kevin DeLeon, who comes to the University of California, Riverside, bestows the credibility of an elected office upon a group that essentially would like to see California, Arizona, maybe New Mexico and parts of other states therein returned to the control of Mexico. That's exactly what these organizations are about, isn't it? Absolutely. But why, you know, if, if we're going to return back the clock and, we, and restore control of the property, why do we stop in the early 1800s? Why, go, why not come back further? Because California was part of Spain. Right. Far longer than, than, it, was, than it was part of Mexico. So we should actually seek the make return Cal- of it to Spain. Absolutely. Make, make California Spain again. I think so. Sounds fair to me. I, you know, but ultimately this is, this is, you know, this movement is about anarchy. Now, Kevin DeLeon... Um, is also the author of Sanctuary City. So Sanctuary City uh, movement, uh, this Reconquistador movement that he spoke at, that he got the nice escort to his car oh, from oh, the good citizens of the It Indian wasn't Empire. just a car. Oh, right. Well, here's the beauty, and here's the, and here's the sort of the, the icing on the cake of the whole event. All right. Is Kevin DeLeon is a big proponent of the global warming hoax and how we need to raise energy prices and reduce our, our, not his, standard of living to fight climate change, quote unquote. So the the activists escort him out to his car, letting him know what they think of his positions. And guess what? He gets into this big black SUV. And it's not just one. There's several in his little motorcade entourage. Um yeah, so so the the hypocrisy once again 
uh, it reigns supreme, it reigns rich. But there's another aspect to Kevin DeLeon that's kind of interesting because, you know, while SUVs for me, but not for thee, that would be the mantra from them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the rule of law doesn't apply to individuals that are here illegally. Now, Kevin DeLeon was on a radio show being asked about his uh, Sanctuary City bill, SB 54, and, you know, the status of illegal immigrants and the challenges that you have when you're an undocumented individual. Let's hear a little bit of what how Kevin DeLeon justifies identity theft on the uh, by illegal immigrants um, and, and, and says that it's OK. So there are a couple of things here. First of all, I just I want to make sure I understand correctly. Sure. You don't think purchasing a phony Social Security card and number should be a deportable offense? I don't think so, because, listen, the vast majority of immigrants who have come here, hardworking immigrants, have done that. I can tell you I have family members specifically who came here as undocumented immigrants, and they did the same thing. That's what you need to do to survive in this economy. But, of course, the problem is then you get people, um, <laughs> and I know people, too, uh, who've had their Social Security Security numbers and their identity stolen as a result of that. So yeah, what about the about competing? Yeah, okay. Larry, we're, we're not talking about some Russian hack, you know, trolling, you know, people's, you know, uh, databases and stealing, you know, uh, uh, huge numbers of Social Security numbers, bank account numbers and, and so forth, et cetera. No, but I'm talking about if someone files on your Social Security number and it's not really you have to go to all the trouble of, of ironing that out. But you know what, Larry, that's been a reality for the past, what, 50 years? That's the way it's been happening forever. So it's no problem. And once again, what did we hear? Russia. Right. Somehow it always comes back to Russia. Right. But as a a totally fair point is that when someone's filing on your Social Security number, that's going to screw up your taxes. You may not get your refund or maybe delayed. And you may spend lots of your time trying to trying to undo that identity theft. Because if you're an American and you, you intentionally use a false Social Security number, that is a felony. And not only that, he, he, he justifies it by saying, you know, these people need, you know, a way to get a job. They, you know, it's okay for them to do it. I have family members that did it. I mean... I mean, come on. Like I, like I said before, the rule of law to, in America today is that complying with the law can be mandatory or voluntary, depending upon which answer serves the interests of the Democrat Party. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on the Unite IE Radio. We again thank Ed Hoffman for his support, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial, back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and again Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE, broker license number 01147747 and California Financers Lenders license number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610 and MLS 9873. AM590. 
the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. My favorite headline of the week, if not the month, if not the year. Okay. Our good friend, Dingy Maxine Waters. She says, I don't support Trump firing Comey. I would support Hillary Clinton firing Comey. She is absolutely gone off the deep end. I think that she is finding her newfound fame, Trump bashing, and of course, Russia is going to her head a little bit. Yeah, she, and she, she, she said recently that she thinks that Trump collaborated with Russia, but, but hasn't, has not seen any evidence of that. And not only that, back in January, she said that she had severe doubts about the ability, the credibility uh, of James Comey when she came out of a classified briefing. And then, of course, this week, she lambasted the Trump administration for having fired him. Lots of hypocrisy, not only coming out of Hillary, out of Maxine Waters, but out of the media writ large. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about Donald Trump is the exposure of the left. Yeah, they're going stark, raving nuts, and I suppose that's a, that, that's a, that's a good sign because it, as long as they're going stark, raving nuts, he's probably on the right track. Now, there's another group that's going stark, raving nuts, and that's the folks that are over in Europe. They had a big election this week, but they had a choice between far left and centrist. I guess is the way that you could put it. But we're going to learn more about it because we have a professor from uh, the university, a former professor from the University of Paris, Guy Millier, who's been on our radio show before, who's going to join us to help us to unpack what's going on over in Europe. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And I got to say, Greg, there is no more important juncture in time than now for people to get engaged in California because we have a supermajority in California of legislators that are going nuts, making it legal for communists to work in government jobs. We have Raising a- gas taxes. They're going to pass a cap-and-trade bill, or they're trying to, that will right. raise gas taxes many times more, perhaps right. much more than this recent uh, uh, huge Democrat and we, yes, heard tax from, increase. and we heard from uh, Senate Pro Tem Kevin DeLeon that wants California to become a sanctuary state to have every jurisdiction not work with ISIS to remove criminal ICE. illegal aliens. Not work with ICE. No, but they think ICE is ISIS. That's the point. I did that on purpose. No. To not work with ICE. I, I didn't follow your subtlety, Don. Yeah, I know. To not work with ICE so that, uh, you know, illegal aliens can stay in the uh, in the state. And that would mean criminal illegal aliens as well. And we just had we've had examples all over the country of criminal illegal aliens, uh, both here. Uh, we've, we've had friends in our, our some of our great activists here. Agnes Gibney's son was murdered by a previously deported illegal immigrant in El Monte. Yes. Sitting in his car. Jamil Shah's son was murdered by an illegal immigrant the day after this illegal immigrant criminal got was released from the San Bernardino County Jail. His son walking home from school uh, mere steps from the front yard. Shot in the back, and as he was laying on the ground, the, the illegal immigrant criminal stood over him to deliver the fatal shot, and his son put up his hands, and the bullet actually went through his hand into his head and killed him. A, a, a true example of 
hands up, don't shoot. Exactly. And now an illegal immigrant deported 15 times has seriously injured a six-year-old boy in a DUI hit and run. A DUI hit and run. A Lennox Lake six-year-old boy in San Ysidro, California, has suffered a serious head injury over the weekend. Now, we're saying over the weekend this past weekend after an allegedly drunk illegal immigrant who had been deported 15 times ran a stop sign and crashed into his family's car. Even worse, the boy was coming home from a trip from Disneyland and the crash happened one block from his home. Previously deported 15 times. This illegal immigrant came back a 16th time, got drunk, and has changed this family's life. And by the way, if an illegal immigrant is uh, deported and reenters the country, that is a (coughs) felony. Felony, right. Never prosecuted, but it is a felony, and that would be a great way to deter illegal immigration because all these people are in the country multiple times, Right, is start prosecuting that law. Lock him up. We talked earlier about how Kevin DeLeon acknowledged that members of his family, illegal immigrants, had broken, uh, you know, identity laws uh, and stolen other people's identities, used fake Social Security, fraudulently developed documents uh, that may or may not have been stolen uh, identities in order to, you know, get a job and justifying it because what else are they supposed to do? Well, you know what else they're supposed to do? Stay in their home countries Go and back follow home. the law. Go back home. Try, if you want That's to immigrate, what you're supposed to do. If you want to immigrate, immigrate legally. Right. It's not like there's no... We admit more than one million legal immigrants every year. I think that's way too many given the labor market, but it's not like there's no opportunity for to immigrate legally. Right. And then we have the case uh, in Maryland. Right. This one made national headlines. Uh, I think only well, it, it made it, it originally a, originally it made national headlines only in conservative media and was only picked up when the prosecutor there, in a blatantly political decision, decided not to prosecute the two illegal immigrants for rape. So here's the situation once again. You've probably, if you haven't heard this story, it, it this happened in a Rockville, Maryland school bathroom. A 14-year-old girl in a bathroom stall, and she was, at the time... Uh, raped. It was it was alleged that two boys, illegal immigrants, one seventeen, one eighteen, who happened to be both in the ninth grade, by the way. Yes, thank you. Uh, and this uh, school district, or else the city, had already claimed sanctuary status, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the the, the, I think the county had, or the school district had, or both. But interestingly, Maryland, the state, a bill there to make the entire state a sanctuary state was defeated, even though the Democrats have overwhelming majorities in the state legislature. And I think that it happened after this case broke. It did. So, you know, yes, this case actually may have played a role in defeating the effort of Maryland legislators to make that state a sanctuary city much the same way as SB 54 here in this state is destined to do that. Yeah, so Ann Coulter has this great article, and you can find it on, on, on the internet, on Breitbart and other places, and the title of the article is, To Say Stop Raping Me in English, Press 1 Now. And I got to admit, 
I saw this article in the uh, on Breitbart News as the title, and I never connected the dots. I had seen separate headline that had said that the case had been dropped, but I didn't know Ann Coulter was writing about that case because the headline threw me off. But and this I, is I, a great article. It is, and we, and we can't be, gonna be too graphic here, but the, these two, uh, the, the suspects, the accused, had sex with her, allegedly rape according to the, turning to the, to the girl, every which way you possibly could. Yes. Um, yeah, it is about as graphic as you can get and about as a complete a rape. And as because she had sent a, 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 a sexually oriented email to one of them prior to this, the, the prosecutor there in a blatantly political decision because these are illegal immigrants chose not to prosecute even though they dragged her into the bathroom she was screaming during the event they found blood and semen in the restroom stall and she promptly reported it as a rape immediately after right the crime now you'll remember back when the campus rape uh, frenzy was going on. Or oh, still is. Duke lacrosse players. You had then uh, another university where Rolling Stone had alleged. I can't remember the name of the university now. University of Virginia. Thank you. So Rolling Stone does this entire uh, article uh, research for this long period of time about a campus rape culture. Turns out that article was built on a lie, much like a lot of the left, and it was excused at the time because, well, it, irrespective of whether the facts are true in this article, campus rape culture exists nonetheless. Right, and they've been using statistics that are that, uh, bogus statistics that a quarter of women are sexually assaulted while they're while they're going to college. Right, and certainly, I mean, I will say. Rape is a very serious offense, oh, we're not, and when yeah. it occurs, the, the, the perpetrators should be severely punished. Not making light of it at all, but we're, what we are doing is trying to clarify how the left has now used this. Right, so if you're a, if you're a white college athlete or a white frat boy, then it's all, no matter, no matter how inconsistent the woman's story is, we, we, we go with that. And this goes right along with the whole... But when the, victim, when the perpetrators are politically favored people, such as right. illegal immigrants... Exactly right. Totally different way of handling the case. Well, that's right. And and the the left has continued on that insane road to say that irrespective of who you are, you are DNA you are you are it is in your DNA if you are white to be racist. You can't avoid it. This is this is part of the new mantra as it as it is laid out by the left. But let's get back to this particular article because uh, Ann Coulter goes on to write about this case of the Columbia University's mattress girl, Emma Solkowitz. Now, remember, for a year, this girl was attempting to bring uh, this campus rape culture into the mainstream by going to all of her classes with a mattress strapped to her back. And the idea was that she felt that she had not been properly uh, represented or her case adjudicated regarding a, a, a claim of rape that she had had. Right. And uh, again, we don't want to be too graphic in the language, but you can read the article itself, how she had sent uh, uh, text messages to the her accused rapist of wanting to have sex with him. and uh, Not just text messages, but dozens yes. of desperate and salacious messages, including some really, really graphic ones. Which we're not going to repeat here, but you can go cannot, find the article and you can read them for right. yourself. So she had also had previously, just like this 14-year-old, 
purportedly sexual, consensual uh, sex. You know, if, if a 14-year-old is even capable, I guess maybe nowadays in today's, you know, uh, debased culture uh, a 14 year old thinks that she can have a you know consensual sex with the 17 year old and this remember the 17 year old is the one that invited the 18 year old to come party with him right so she this 14 year old had already had some uh sexual activity with this uh with the with the 17 year old no uh, he sent the he sent an email or a text but there was there was no there was, there was no prior activity oh see i th- I, I think i think there was okay well, that's this, not was, what I read. this was her boyfriend Okay, well, let's leave it at this because we, we, keep, we don't have time to look this up. I know in the very least the 17-year-old was her boyfriend. The 17-year-old was her boyfriend. And whether or not they had, they had you know, gone further than first base, we, we'll, we'll look that up. Um, but this, uh, this girl, Emma Sulkowitz, though, had had consensual sex as an adult, um, only one of which she deemed was rape. Now, we'll finish the story on the other side of the break. We're going to take a break right now, but we'll tie this up because they're trying to equate these two stories together in order to exonerate this these two of rape. Yeah, I mean, Coulter makes a great comparison of showing how they were treated diff- these stories are treated differently right. depending upon whether the accused is politically favored by the liberals or not. That's right. Time for a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock. On AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Uh, we are so pleased to have on the phone with us Guy Mier, who is a professor at a university in Paris. He has fled because as a Jewish person, he did not feel safe for himself and his family. He is now with the Gatestone Institute here in America. And we are so pleased to have him on the line to discuss the recent election in France and what that portends for the future of America, of France, and for all of Western civilization. Guy, welcome to our show. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Could you give us your uh, version as a French citizen? This was billed as an extremely uh, critical election for France that, uh, you know, one direction, France continues down the road to oblivion, the other direction towards salvation. What give us your impression of was this the a, a defining moment in France's existence in political history? Uh, I think it's a defining moment, and uh, I think it's a defining moment because uh, the election has been a kind of trap from the beginning. Uh, the moderate right candidate and the conservative candidate has been destroyed uh, since 
from the beginning uh, by the justice, by the media, and uh, so in the end you had uh, a kind of uh, mockery, an election that was not really an election. On one side you had an extreme right, a rightist candidate who was used uh, used as a witch, and uh, everybody was supposed to say she's so bad, she's awful, etc. And uh, on the other side you had the candidate that was chosen by the president president and uh, I could say that the French were very disappointed by the present president and uh, they were disappointed because he did almost nothing right and uh, now they would have a president who will be the uh, the, kind of son of this candidate, a kind of continuity of uh, the present president and uh, this continuity will be very bad because France is in very good shape right in in, in very bad shape Excuse me, in very bad shape right now. Uh, economically speaking, uh, France has uh, more than 10% unemployment, a uh, very high rate of poverty. Uh, we have many no-go zones all around the country, and uh, uh, radical Islam is gaining ground all the time. And uh, the present president, the president that has been elected, uh, don't promise anything on any aspects of all this. And he will be a strict continuity. And uh, when you hear uh, him speaking about radical Islam or about uh, attacks, terrorist attacks, uh, he says that it's something that will happen again in the next future, but uh, that the French have uh, to understand that it will be a part of the, uh, their daily life. But, but, and, but, but, uh, Guy, didn't, didn't he say, but Macron, the guy who won, he said something else. It wasn't just this could be part of your life. He says that there were, he couldn't understand the Islamic terrorist no. attacks. Is, is, they were inexplicable, no, no. Or, or, or words to that effect. Uh, exactly, exactly. For him, uh, it, it happens by chance. Uh, terrorists are not really terrorists. Uh, they are just insane people. Uh, they could be cured in an insane asylum. It would be fine. And uh, what was very strange is that he was supported in France by the French branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. And in the same time, in the end, he was supported by Jewish institutions. And uh, for me, it was really uh, the sign that something was very wrong in France. You cannot have a candidate who is supported by the Muslim Brotherhood, a very anti-Semitic organization, and by Jewish organization. Uh, Jews are not supposed to support a candidate who is supported by anti-Semitic people. And many people here in America saw the French election kind of as a replay of our own election with the themes of immigration and globalism and Islamic terrorism being many of the same themes that were here. But with a very different yeah. with a very different result. Well, Donald Donald Trump won the election here, but the candidate, the anti the anti globalist, the nationalist candidate that wanted to control immigration in France, Marine Le Pen. I mean, she the 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 status quo candidate, the globalist candidate Macron, won by a landslide. I think it was like sixty two to thirty five or something. Yeah. Those in that percentage range. Exactly. Look, I think that it's coming from the fact that in France, uh, the media are completely controlled by the left. You you don't have anything like uh, your radio, you don't have anything like Fox News, you don't have people like Rush Limbaugh, you just have uh, leftist 
media and uh, the leftist media brainwash the people, make they feel guilty if they don't choose the right candidate and the candidate that is completely politically correct. And uh, it was a triumph of political correctness in France. And I think that many people in France will be uh, very disappointed very, very soon. And uh, if you look at the results, you see that only a small part of the people who did vote for Emmanuel Macron voted because they support him. Uh, A large part of the people who voted for him voted for him uh, because uh, he was of a rightist candidate and that that the people were not supposed to vote for the rightist candidate. So they voted for reasons that are not uh, good reasons. They didn't support him. Uh, They voted against the other candidate. And I saw reports that there were protests after the election and the French police were actually taking the equipment in one case of Russia TV, Russia television was in mid broadcast and they were shut down by the French police for covering a protest following the election. Yes, uh, exactly. But uh, many, many news are not covered in France. And uh, it started a long time ago. In 2005, you had a huge riot everywhere in France, and it was a Muslim riot. Uh, but many informations were not uh, given uh, on the radio or on television. And in order to know what was happening in France, I had to call France in uh, the United States. Uh, so information is very controlled in France. Many French people don't get the right information. If you just listen to information at the French radio or at the uh, French TV, you don't have information at all. Uh, you feel that you're like in a kind of uh, Soviet Union. And uh, it's very uncomfortable. And many, many French people uh, are anxious about the future, uh, but don't get the right information. And uh, they are pushed to feel guilty. They don't vote for the politically correct candidate. And they did vote for the politically correct candidate, but it was not their choice. They were pushed to do it. And uh, I'm pretty sure that very soon you will have strikes you would have riots, uh, you would have more terrorist attacks, and uh, I feel very, very bad for France right now. Yes, the, now if, you, if you want to connect with um, uh, Guy Mier, he writes for GatestoneInstitute.org, and he just wrote a recent article there, French Elections, Emmanuel Macron, a disaster. It was actually published before the election, anticipating the result. It lays a great explanation of what's going on in France. And we're real short for time today, Guy, but we want to thank you for being on our show here today, and for everything you're doing for the cause of liberty now here in America. And uh, maybe it's not too late uh, for the cause of liberty in France, but the future will tell on that. Just thanks so much for being on our show today. And again, GatestoneInstitute.org. Look for uh, Guy Mier on that and his article, uh, Emmanuel Macron, a disaster. Great article. Thanks, Guy. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. We'll be back after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 
951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. The great activist Andrew Breitbart, uh, who's really led to the election of Donald Trump, I think, he said that the culture is upstream of politics, and that is so right. And we have an, we have an example of how the uh, how we're losing the culture war just this week when ABC canceled a a, a, a sitcom that was doing well in the ratings, uh, Tim Allen's show, The Last Man Standing. Yeah, this is a program I've only ever gotten to see little snippets of here and there. I don't watch much TV, but Tim Allen did a great job of bringing the uh, forgotten man to life on TV. Uh, you know, basically a, a, a conservative uh, individual who supported Trump, argued for conservative principles, and ABC felt that you know, this was a show that they couldn't carry forward. Now, there was a little bit of a contractual issue here under the contract in this year. Uh, ABC was supposed to take over the payments. Uh, they were saying Tim Allen's salary was too high. They were citing other things. But can we read between the lines on this, Greg? Right. There was no attempt to renegotiate any of those things to keep the show going. It was, just, it was an opportunity right. to get rid of this uh, conservative, traditional-oriented show, in which you have a traditional father and family. trying. You know, work, is, is, he carries down an ordinary job. He was a marketing director at a sporting goods store. He's got three daughters and he's trying to raise with his wife. So it's, it's just a traditional American family facing the challenges of modern-day life. What's he going to do for his three daughters now that he's unemployed? I don't know. Oh, dear. But, but, but it's typical for Disney. Disney owns ABC. Right. Is they are a very left-wing company, and they promote their left-wing values in their entertainment. And not only that, they're a left-wing organization. They're also the company that brought in H-1B visa people right. and forced the American workers to, chain, to train their replacements. That is all the time we have for today on Unite IE Radio. Tune in next week with another exciting edition. See you then. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.